This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanco. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 41. We are on the core part of the episode where we discuss the rest of what's going on in the sports world. Uh, for those of you that don't know what's going on with us uh, these last this week and the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing some interviews. We got some big names coming in, some big Texas Tech people coming in. And so we're going to be splitting up the episode into two portions. We're going to have our Club Red segment on one separate podcast episode. And then we're going to have our core segment, which we need to come up with a clever name for, and we will for you guys soon, for a second segment or a second podcast episode. Both will still be posted Friday morning by 5 p.m., so you can catch those on your way to work. But we're splitting these up for people that want to either check out our Club Red segment, or if you're just not that into Texas Tech sports and you just still want to check out our opinions or takes, then you can go check out the core segment of the show. I have a name. Okay. Possibility. What's the name possibility? The tailgate. This is the tailgate. Just, ch- just, uh, just the tailgate. Just straight. It this might is be that. Actually, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll send it on that. Simple All right. goes with the name. <laughs> I like it. So we're going to have the Club Red segment, and then we're going to have the tailgate segment, where we'll just be mm-hmm. talking, again, general sports and our general opinions, thoughts, and questions or anything like that about what's going on in the uh, overall sporting world news, bringing that to you guys weekly. So, uh, again, guys, make sure, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, and if it is on iTunes, give us that five-star rating and drop the review below, and a good review. Don't be a jerk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or be Twitter, a jerk, but still give us five stars. <laughs> either that, either that. Just kind of, just kind of <laughs> like put a bunch of spaces. Um, Funny jerk. <laughs> um, as far as Twitter goes, uh, or our social media goes, follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We are also on Instagram and Facebook, and um, as well as YouTube. If you do want, do check out the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. And hit that bell notification. We post videos two to three times a week. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. Uh, lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions or anything that you want us to hear, hear us discuss on the show itself, um, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and jump into it. We have... Uh, for the for the tailgate portion of the show, we have the NBA discussion that we're going to be talking about. We have a little bit of Olympics uh, discussion because that's coming around this weekend, and then uh, we have shot bets to round it out with uh, some final shots. So this is uh, the NBA discussion. All right, so. Uh, obviously, a lot happened. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have a surprise whoa. for everybody. I have oh, a surprise. No. He's taking his shirt off, guys. All right, ladies, get your dollar bills ready. Or men, you know this is this is this is twenty twenty one. Men can tip if you need if that's your thing. I'm scared. Oh, he ca- it came oh, in. Oh, the jerseys arrived. 
Let's go. Oh, man. Oh, looking good in red and white. Oh, man. I was not sure what was coming up. I didn't either. I didn't either. I just oh, it came. Let's see the back. Let's see the back. Do a little shout out to Jake Lane up there in somewhere in Northwest Indiana. Got it to me today. He might be tuned in. Not sure. Oh, man. He got it to me today. Yeah. Let's let's, not great. Let's see the back of this. I want to see this. Uh, We need to clip this for Sarah Ryan. Look at that. Look at that beauty. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Ah, love it. I'll be wearing this for the for the rest of the tailgate. (laughs) And then never again. It just sits in the closet. Uh, all right. Should like one podcast a year, just make Dustin wear that just for fun. I think so. Like, 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 like just bring it up as, as a as a reoccurring yeah. bit when Dustin loses. I'm trying to get my camera so y'all can see the glorious. Oh, we 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 got it perfectly. That is that is a beautiful yeah. sight to see. That I was love a good it. One. That was a, that was good, a good timing. That was a good timing. All right, so let's go ahead and kick this over to Brooks. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the NBA Finals, the wrap up, our hard thoughts and uh, questions. Brooks, go ahead and take the helm. All right, guys, we come to you after the 2020-2021 NBA season has come to a conclusion, and the Milwaukee Bucks are your 2020-2021 NBA champions. They win. Last night, they defeat the Suns in Game 6 to take the crown, to win the title. Giannis Antetokounmpo, your your NBA Finals MVP, uh, the Bucks had a pretty nice, fun celebration last night. The Deer District was packed with 65,000 people <laughs> yeah. and one small television for them to all watch on. It looked like there might have been more, but from the videos, it looked like there was only two, uh, maybe one or two screens. But in the end, all be all, the Bucks do take the NBA championship in a pretty amazing fashion. Giannis Antetokounmpo was Absolutely incredible last night, as dominant as I've ever seen him. Uh, In game six, he goes for 50 points, 14 rebounds, and just for fun, threw five blocks in there. Uh, And then goes 17 of 19 from the free throw line. The one thing that you can criticize about his game is really his shooting. His three-point percentage and his free throw percentage. Well, he decides to take care of the free throw percentage last night, making pretty much all his free yeah. throws and pretty much being the decisive factor in that game. But yep. Jonas was absolutely incredible. And then today, as celebrating, goes and orders a 50 count of uh, Chick-fil-A yeah, nuggets. The nuggets. I loved it. Dude is he absolutely. The girl working. He's like, hey, there's like 130,000 people watching. No, this. it was like <laughs> 1.5 million. Is it, is it million? Yeah. It was a lot. And then there was people like showing up at the Chick-fil-A just to like say what up to him. Pretty crazy. He's doing some legendary king shit right now. Uh Dustin, let's take it to you on the Giannis Anson Coupo game. I think you've got a stat for us. You want to start off with that stat and then get to what yes. your thoughts were on the finals? Oh yeah. Take that for data. All right, Giannis stat. What do you got, Dustin? We have a whole stat dump here, but we're going to start with he put up a 50-burger like Brooks mentioned. He's only the seventh player in the NBA Finals history to put up 50 points in a Finals game. He's the last one to do it since LeBron in 2018. And then the guy before that that did it was a guy named Michael Jordan. So pretty good company there. Um, He's also the only the second player to do it in a closeout game. 
So other guys did it in games one, four, and five, I think, and Jonas did it in the game six, closed it out, put the team on his back type situation. Um, it's pretty epic, to be honest. He's also the first player since Shaq in 2001 to have 40-plus, 10-plus, and five blocks in any playoff game. Like, that's wild, too. And then now <laughs> – Again, good company. Now his oh, list shit. of, like, just – accolades at 26 years old is nuts but i mean yeah the i mean the nba is his as much as he wants it to be at this point we mentioned last week that he's got more to gain than to lose in this situation and god did he ever seize that mm -hmm. never had a down game of course had some down free throws but yeah for a while that he was perfect on free throws and only missed two of them missed the very last one but yeah what a freaking performance when most of the rest of his team didn't show up especially offensively it's him and bobby portis carrying the offense bobby p and i mean the rest of the team yeah. played defense and let giannis do what he does and it was God, pretty epic i think brooks used the word legendary in a tweet like three times and uh, so i can't get way. that out of my head only Legendary. way to describe that 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 is an absolute yeah. legend on the on the court right there and he's always going to be yeah. It was legendary shit. Arlie, you had the Suns winning this one. I, I, mm -mm. I think you oh, were kind overall, of – Overall, yeah. Or overall, you had them winning the series. Uh, what do you think about Giannis's performance and what the Bucks did in this finals to ultimately take home the title? I think it came down to Chris Paul getting tired. Um, I think if he would have had that, 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 uh, that uh, Western Conference energy in these finals, I think it may have been a different show, but – I don't want to make that sound like any sort of uh, shortcoming or uh, uh, any any sort of like a disrespect to what Giannis has been doing. Uh, this this solidifies it for me. Uh, it, before that, he was just kind of a two round uh, uh, knockout, and so for him to to get this win and get this ring uh, and stay in, and do it in the small market, which is even uh, even though he did kind of tip his hat to that. Uh, is a much harder way to go about it. Uh, it solidifies him as one of the greatest of all time to ever wear that ring and lift that trophy. Yeah, I'll I'll give my Giannis thoughts real quick. This is an incredible NBA story from the origins of it with a young kid who's slinging DVDs and CDs in Greece to get him and his family by who... Uh, trade shoes with his brother when they want to play basketball because they only have one pair of shoe. What he came from to this moment is crazy. The dude only started playing basketball 12 years ago and he reached yeah. this level. I didn't think he could reach this level. I, I always thought he's an amazing player, amazing regular season player. I don't know if you can win a finals where your best player can't shoot a three or is, you know, you don't trust his mid-range game all that much and you, you know, don't want him to be fouled because you're scared every time he's on the free throw line. I wasn't really sure he could reach this level. And then he gets hurt against the Hawks, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking their season's over. And then all of a sudden he yeah. comes back and he's like an even better form of himself. I don't know if this was a Budenholzer change and like, hey, you've got to focus on what you're good at and take <laughs> away those – eight three-point attempts a game that he's taken that everybody is always pissed off that he does. 
But man, what he did, just he became an unstoppable force. Like Dustin said, he had a number compared to Shaq, and Shaq was doing it all around the rim. And that's basically what Giannis did. Let's go kind of through what some other things. Another incredible stat from him is this series, he averaged 35.2 points per game, 13.2 rebounds per game, five assists, 1.2 steals, and 1.8 blocks per game in this series. Those compare to the greats. Those compare to Shaq. Michael LeBron like the things that he's doing on this court and like Dustin mentioned he didn't get a lot of teammate support he had to do it last night he answered the bell it was awesome it was just crazy watching him reach the peak of his powers last night I I, he really just hit like a level I never thought and it was incredible it was incredible and he (laughs) did it and he did it in finals he did it in finals this was this was the show the stage and this was where it needed to happen. And he yeah. did it at home. Did it at home. And you mentioned out I mean, how incredible he was, but he also stuck with small market Milwaukee. Yep. He didn't go jump ship to LA or Houston, Dallas, Miami, I think, whatever. I think big Miami was wanna, the biggest talk, right? You want to call. Yeah. But he didn't jump ship to a big market when things were going bad. He actually went the other way, stuck his foot down, signed a contract. And I mean, now. He's only 26 years old, mm-hmm. like, and he has a championship, a Finals MVP, two regular season MVPs, a Defense Player of the Year in that one of those same years, a handful of NBA first teams and defensive first teams, and a five-time All-Star. Like his list of stuff at 26 is ridiculous. Yeah, for a dude who nobody really saw this happening, a no. kind of lottery pick that people questioned that were like hey who's this guy oh not very skilled yet the bucks gm has been quoted saying yeah we we just took a shot we had no idea we just were like hey let's take our risk here here's a guy and so they drafted him and then those those photos of him from when he got drafted to now oh my god he's a little kid Uh, little kid tiny arms He's a dude who we like legit got to watch grow up because, you know, he would post Twitter videos of, oh, this is my first milkshake I've ever had. This is so good. Thank you, America. Like he was such a he's such a kid. He's a likable person. And like it's hard not to be happy for a guy like that who, like Dustin said, chose to do it kind of the hard way. And then you see it pay off. And I also like going back to the draft thing. I mean, he was a really a big project i mean he was a really skinny like 19 year old kid mm-hmm. coming out that hasn't played basketball very long and i mean it took a lot of growth and development from him i mean that's why like the jazz took shabazz muhammad right before yeah. him Stephen adams and ben mclemore nerland's noel cody zeller like anthony bennett like the dudes that got drafted before him it's like well yeah they played well in college they earned their spot but they didn't develop like this guy did Nobody no did. nowhere close well his partner in crime on that team chris middleton also a second round pick who developed and they developed together arlie did your thoughts on chris middleton as a player in the nba change throughout the course of this playoffs and and this finals doing being a guy who dropped 25 points per game uh, was their closer? What oh, did you think this elevated Chris Middleton in the NBA eyes? Absolutely. Uh, whenever it comes to being in these championship moments or finals moments, you really kind of see who who gets crushed by it, 
and who doesn't. And so, like, for Chris Middleton, again, big respect to him. I still, um, he lets Giannis do his thing, which you you kind of need to do. But then when Giannis is kind of a little off the throttle, like just barely, then you see Middleton just kind of step up, no problem, hit a thirty bomb, hit a forty bomb, whatever he needs to do to get them more wins. Uh, respect to him. Uh, he earned this just as much as, uh, not just as much, but you know, he, he's, de- he's definitely put in his time and earned this ring. And I, yeah. I, I don't want to say equally to Giannis because the, with the whole pass and story for him, but I don't, big- I don't think you're wrong in that. I, I, I firmly believe Giannis would say that they are middle on this. Yeah. There was a great there was a great moment when they were talking to Giannis after, you know, giving him his MVP and he just looks over at Chris and goes, "Chris, we did it. We fucking yeah. did it." And I, I don't think you're wrong in saying I think he would values that relationship equally. Yeah, yeah. It's just externally outside from the outside yeah, looking yeah. at it, it's just Giannis had a crazy uh path yeah, to this moment sure. whereas Middleton was a little bit more straightforward and uh like if you were to just yeah. Again, outside looking in at the team, I still think uh, uh, Middleton and, and Holiday are both like a good number three. I still don't think there's like a true number two on this team, like you would like a Pippen or like a like a like anything like that. But they're good enough to get you through to the next game at, yeah. at any moment. It, it is a weird relationship between the star and like the second guy because the star isn't really their closer. Chris Middleton became their closer. Yeah. Because he's the guy who can create a shot and get his shot off. Dustin, your thoughts on Chris Middleton and kind of where his career has kind of changed through this postseason. Yeah, it's definitely changed, especially from a guy who mentioned he was a second-round draft pick, but he also went to the G League in 2020 when he first got drafted and then was a package guy in a trade. That's why he ended up in Milwaukee um, a while ago and stuck with it, obviously. And so – Good on him for like creating his own legacy, I guess you could say. And now he's in line to probably get paid in the next year or two. And who knows where they go with him from here? I mean, he's gonna make his money though, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Oh well, there was one more key cog in in this series and this Bucks team, and that was Bobby P. <laughs> yes. No, Bobby P. was incredible last night, so we got to yeah, give him a shout out. But the the other huge piece of this Finals team, and it's the move that they made at the beginning of the year to acquire Drew Holiday from the Pelicans, and it ends up being a move that works out. Now his offensive game isn't always there. You're not always going to be relying on Drew. He was not really good offensively yesterday. He did have some key baskets when he needed him to, but his defense is one of the reasons that he is well-respected around the league, and he was elite defensively, I thought, throughout this series. Uh, Dustin, what do you think about Jay Rue's – performance during this finals and what he was able to do to stifle some really amazing guards that the Suns were throwing at him. I think him, but also PJ Tucker on defense. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason that already mentioned Chris Paul seems so tired. I watched that game last night and I, every time Chris Paul was even close to the ball, they were literally on Chris Paul grabbing, touching, swiping at him, bumping oh, him, pissing him they off were all, all over day. him so bad. And they had played great defense. It wasn't cheap or anything. And that's the thing. Drew Holiday had two points at halftime last night, stuck with it. He just said, all right, I'll play defense. Let Chris and Giannis and Bobby Portis score the points and I'll distribute and shut down 
their their guy. Yeah. And that's what you need to win a championship is not guys like, oh, I just need the ball to score. They can say, hey, I don't need the ball to score. I'll get you the ball and I'll play defense. And that yeah. was that was the clutch thing. And that was the first big move they made once Giannis signed his deal. He said, all right, we'll get you a better veteran point guard that can mm-hmm. do a little bit of everything. I I, I kind of feel like um... – I guess to kind of keep the conversation rolling on holiday is um, I feel like he was what uh, what CP was to the Suns in that little addition that got them over the hump that they needed. It wasn't he wasn't the biggest scorer and neither was CP three all the time. But I think that he was that addition that just gave them that little boost to not be a first round or second round exit. Uh, You you, you got to respect what he did again. Not a big stat stuffer. He's not beating everybody or not putting up 40 points a night, but you got to respect the addition to change the caliber of a team. Yeah, he was an important move, and it just kind of goes on with the thing of, you know, if you feel like you're in a chance to win now, it doesn't matter the draft picks and whatever you get rid of. To get a guy who's known and a guy you can trust to come in and play for you, that always is, I think, a better move than relying on, you know, a young draft pick to develop really quickly. I thought it's a win now move and it obviously worked out. He didn't have the greatest series by all means, but he does step up when he didn't to. And he definitely slowed down Chris Paul and Devin Booker at times, you know, he made Devin Booker turn the ball over in a huge spot in that game five, yeah. which led to the alley-oop, which, you know, pretty much won them that game five. So he definitely had his moments, Giannis had his moments. Middleton had his moments. Their big three that they, you know, put together. Uh, Impressive from them. They win the title. But what does it mean for the team that lost the title? The Phoenix Suns. Arlie, you were a Phoenix Suns supporter from day one since they got CP3. How are you feeling after this loss? And what do you think this means for them uh, moving forward and your boy CP3? Uh, that's part of why I was actually wearing the orange today. It was just kind of, it wasn't just a Astros jab because I know you two hate it, but it was actually more of just a Suns thing. I, um, for CP, I really think he needs to ride this out. I, I think he needs to try and find a way to stay here. They have a good roster. They have obviously what it takes to get deep into the playoffs. Uh, and even with uh reloaded West Western conference, I still think they have a good shot at that. Um, I, the only other option that I've heard for him is just maybe going to L.A., but I feel like that's just kind of that's – a, that's a gamble because you don't know the health of the other two stars on that team and if it's going to sustain. So, in my opinion, hard loss for him. Uh, obviously, uh, what, was it Scott Foster? No, what's his last name? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, obviously – 0 for 13 now, I think we're at, up to up to 0 for 13. So that part's uh, rough, um, and I think that that's just gotten into his head from here on and always will. Um, my personal opinion for CP, he needs to ride out, ride out this Suns team. I think I'd like to see them win. I'd like to see him get a title. He's been a good representative of the league and head of the uh, Players Association. And you gotta you got to respect what he's done on the court as well. And I would just like to see him end his career with at least one championship. But that's me. Dustin, we'll take it to you on the Suns. Uh, put their season to rest. What are your thoughts on their uh, conclusion to the season? And, and your CP3 thoughts. Did you think he tired out? Do you 
by the slander that he might get for them losing this series or do you respect him for what he's done this season and in this postseason? Yeah, definitely. I think he tired out because of the physical defense Milwaukee mm-hmm. put on him. Um, but he's the one that got um, the Suns to this level. Mm-hmm. He, he brought the rest of the team along with him. He elevated Aiden and Booker to get this team to this level. Um, I don't know. I've been kind of debating all day with should they bring him back, should they not, how much money and how long do you bring him back for, I think is a bigger question. Um, but I don't blame him at all. I give him more credit than um, slander, if you'd say. But I say you bring him back at least for next year, um, mostly because you have – I think they have their next four best players are all 24 or younger. Yeah. Um, obviously, we mm-hmm. know Booker Booker and uh, DeAndre Ayton are their next two studs, but Mikael Bridges um, – and I forgot the dude's name with the afro out of my top of my head. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson also. So you got four dudes, 24 or younger. Do they bring back him? Do they bring back Crowder? Um, do other teams like L.A. or potential teams that want some toughness or want some leadership go after those two veteran guys that have been in big games now? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what CP3 does. He's going to want money, so the Suns aren't going to be able to cheapen it out on him. They're not going to be able to go lowball right. him on a contract because there's teams that will pay him that want his services. Now he's on right. the older end for sure. And I don't necessarily believe that he tired out I, from what I've heard. And a lot of people around the NBA and the know believe that he hurt his hand, and that's what's going to – that's kind of what slowed him down. And so they were trying to minimize kind of – uh, load manage him through games that way when he got to the fourth quarter he could kind of be at the peak and not tire out by then but I do believe that the Bucks threw a lot of really hard defense and really really did push him a little bit harder but um, I don't know I don't know on the tired thing uh, I was listening to Ryan Rosillo talk about it and he's like I don't buy the tired thing you're telling me he's tired when he dropped 41 points to beat the Clippers in game six yeah. and then all of a sudden like three games later He's tired now. Um, I don't really buy that stuff. Uh, I do think that they made him work really hard for everything, but uh, that's just good defense, and that's just what you know the Bucks throwing a little bit bigger guards at him, and he's a smaller, smaller point guard. But I, it's tough because I I like CP3. I kind of want to see him get this ring. I feel like this is probably his one, his you know only chance here on. He's thirty six and. You know, that body's failed him a lot, and it's not going to get better from here, I feel like. So, I don't know. We'll see on that. But as for Devin Booker, Devin Booker's first postseason run, he's earned a lot of respect. He's earned some Kobe comparisons from people, which he shoots down, says, don't ever compare me to Kobe. Dustin, your take on Booker from the series and kind of what you expect from him as, like, his career now going forward as he's kind of asserted himself as – a really good player in this league that can carry a team in a playoff game. Yep. Yeah. Like I mentioned the youth and skill that the Suns have coming back, obviously Booker is their corner piece going forward. He's only 24, but he's also in his just finished his fifth year and going this far and learned so much from a guy like CP three, his trajectory was looking amazing. Um, he's been one of those guys kind of like what Kobe used to do with his career 
he adds so much to like one big part of his game every year and has made his, made huge jumps every year in what he can do. Um, that's why he's one of the elite scorers in the league. Um, you bring him back, you know, their point guard and Chris, Chris Paul to get him the ball some more. Maybe he keeps that going um, on his own. I don't know if he can do it just yet, but that's something we got to find out. Yeah, he's really taking a leap. I think the thing for him to build on is that three-point shooting. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of his weakness, but everywhere else he's been really good. Uh, Arlie, on, your thoughts on Devin Booker uh, as CP3's sidekick this year and, and what he's done to kind of change the perspective on him and his career as a guy who can lead you to a possible championship? I mean, absolute respect for the guy, too. Uh, this was This was – not my expected finals, but damn, there was a lot of star power here, and Devin Booker's a big part of that. Um, uh, you you yeah. really, you really just can't count him out on that conversation. He's definitely part of the star power of this of this finals yeah, two series. Two forty point games in the finals. Two that's, that's forty huge. point games. That's you, that's, that's not huge. something to mess, so, mess with, you know. Uh, his future going forward. I mean, obviously, he's he he has been somebody to look at. He always. I mean, uh, he. he the last year he was phenomenal. The year before he was good. It's just, um, I just, I, I, I want to see, I, I don't want to say I want to see more out of him. I just want to see more of him, I guess. And he's going to kind of continue to grow. Yeah, I think that big thing is this was his first time getting these experiences. And so, yeah, being a young player like he is, you're going to have your 40-point games and you're going to have like the duds that he's had. And he wasn't particularly good in that game last night either. But you're going to have those moments. You're going to have really great moments. And we'll just kind of see where he goes from here. He's obviously got the experience now, and we'll see what he does with it. I know a lot of people thought of him as a good stats, bad team guy. Like, he was just always putting up numbers because there was nobody else on the Suns to do it. Yeah. But now we've seen a side of him like, oh, he can be that killer that goes and ends the Lakers season. So interesting interesting stuff from both teams uh, this season. Uh, Let's kind of wrap up the playoffs Arlie, we'll start with you. What will be your kind of remembrance of these playoffs being a, a, a weird playoffs being that it's our first time back in the stadium since the bubble of last year, the weird season that we had um, fans being back. What What's kind of your biggest takeaways from this 2020, 2021 NBA postseason? Um, For me, the wrap up for it is going to be one, a surprise uh, surprising uh, uh, all-star count from these finals. Again, like I just said, uh, I, I really kind of look past a lot of them as as just stars, but not superstars in the league. And now they've kind of, both teams for me have kind of elevated themselves. Um, and then the second main thing is going to be uh, all-star injuries. Uh, that's going to be kind of the biggest thing. And I think that changed the trajectory of a lot of teams for this playoff season or playoff run is how many superstars had minor big injuries. Yes, they're going to happen, but like they happen to people that don't normally I feel like I don't know, some of them do. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I know. But but that kind of changed the trajectory. Like, you know, going into the finals or going into the postseason, how many people had the Nets just dominating this entire thing and we're going to steamroll through everybody. And then yeah. one and a half injuries, we'll call the the James Harden the half injury. Uh, and, and they, they get beat by these bucks and then 
LeBron gets hurt and AD gets hurt and they're all of a sudden out as well. And then Kawhi gets hurt and they're out as well. And so it's just kind of the injuries is going to be kind of the, the sub story to, again, these two teams putting out just big time all-star rosters that were a big surprise for me. Dustin, let's take it to you. What are your lasting thoughts on this postseason and finals? I think the entire playoffs and including the finals, we had some amazing games and performances in the finals there, but the entire playoffs, this couldn't have went any better for the NBA because looking back at it, you have, you have so many deep teams and your list of all-stars and people that you want to watch now is so deep on so many teams. It's not just about the super teams anymore, like the Nets and the Lakers. We have teams like Denver and Phoenix and Dallas coming up and Milwaukee. And I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, we were so deep and the level of play was so pretty level um, that we haven't seen in a long, long time um, in that many series. And I think that just looks so good for the future of the next couple of years in the NBA uh, while guys are still on most of these teams. Yeah, I think, I think I agree with most you said. I wouldn't take the put the Lakers in a super team. I think you need three stars to be a super team. Lakers only have AD and LeBron. Well, I guess they got Caruso, so maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I agree. The NBA, the NBA's talent pool is as deep, I think, as it's ever been. There's just so many really good players. For me, this is going to be the playoffs of what ifs. And I'm not a huge asterisk guy. I'm not a huge guy that puts like, oh, look at that. Because if you look back through most titles in the NBA, there's something that happened in the postseason that, you know, propel the team to where they are. But I feel like this one has the most, especially for the teams that made it. You look to the Suns. I still 100% believe that they do not beat the Lakers if AD doesn't get hurt. I don't think that they beat the Clippers if Kawhi is not hurt. And so the fact that they make it to the championship best two, you know, huge what ifs. And then, you know, we're a little bit of Kevin Durant's shoe away from the Bucks being knocked out in game yeah. seven. We're yeah. like, if Kevin Durant was size 10 or 10 and a half or front of shoe. That much from Trey Young's foot. Not yeah. Mm-hmm. Making yeah. that series better. There's so many little things mm-hmm. that you could change this entire playoffs. Like Arlie mentioned, you know, Kyrie and, Harden everybody had them if those guys don't get hurt well you know I don't think anybody's thought the Bucks have a chance if just one of those guys gets hurt the Bucks still might have not have made it if Kevin Durant's foot's a little smaller if Trey Young doesn't step on a ref yep there's so many different things that could have changed this postseason where at certain points we're like oh wow they're done you know there's no way yeah. and then this we happens thought the Bucks and, were done like three weeks yeah. ago Giannis bent his knee backwards oh yeah yeah Giannis's injury you know I I thought for sure that's why I picked the Suns so confidently is because I thought there's no way he's going to come back and be any any part of himself and then he comes back and he's even better so it's just going to be a kind of postseason of what ifs it's still a very fun postseason it was still a fun finals for me there's not a really person you know I didn't care to see win so it was just nice to have you know celebrate Giannis I don't, you know, I, he's a fun player, a likable player. So it was fun to see him get the title. It would have been fun to see CP3 and the Suns get it too. So it just kind of checked all the boxes on a, on a postseason for me when, you know, the team I support's out of it. 
uh, it, it got me where I wanted to be. There wasn't a team that I just absolutely downright hated in the finals. If the no. Clippers were there, then that would have been them. But Ooh, okay, I did hate I did hate the Clippers. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to see them lose, but they didn't make it to the finals, so so we're all right. But we won. Yeah, we won. We won. Still, still a great postseason <laughs> with some great moments and some definitely moments that will be remembered. And having fans back in the crowds for these was definitely a nice touch, especially from what we had to watch last year in the bubble, but the finals are over and the season is over and we move on to the U S Olympics basketball team, which will be playing here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, news just for this team is Bradley bill is out for the uh, Olympics because of health and safety protocols. And then Kevin love backed out uh, for the Olympics uh, squad. And so that enters two-time NBA champion JaVale McGee into the U.S. Olympic roster. What is going on? (laughs) Uh, So that's the U.S. Olympic team. Not really much other news there other than, you know, we get ready for them to play. We'll kind of see. I don't think they have a game until after next week's show, so we'll still be able to talk about them a little bit more come next week. They had that win against Spain. Go ahead, Dustin. Uh, I was just going to say, how much does it suck to be Devin Booker today having to fly to Tokyo with Chris Middleton yeah. and Drew Holiday? <laughs> no, I, I don't think that there's any like kind of like uh, hatred towards them. I feel like they feel like it sucks more for them. I feel like it sucks more for them. They just want to party and celebrate their championship and oh, they got to yeah. freaking get on a plane and go Those play more basketball. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that's something that will just. Keep an eye on there are a lot of health and safety concerns going on with COVID being, you know, you know, Delta variant and all that stuff. So we'll see if this roster changes anymore by the time they actually play. And then the last little bit of NBA stuff to keep your eye on is the NBA draft is coming up next week. So it starts next Thursday. So next show, we'll we'll be able to talk about that maybe just a little bit. But keep your eyes open on trades. Usually there's some action, some rumors going on around this time about teams trying to move up, get better positioning on a player that they have interest in. But that's kind of what's going on in the league right now. The NBA season is over, but the NBA offseason always provides us really fun and entertaining news from time to time. So uh, just keep your eye out, and we'll update you with uh, things in the NBA as they uh, come come across the Twitter and ESPN and all that good stuff. (laughs) Well, definitely, uh, definitely appreciate you Brooks for, for doing the NBA segments for us. It's definitely been a fun time. That's not the end of it, obviously, because we'll have the draft and we'll have news coming up here and there, but uh, that does wrap up the NBA season for us. Definitely a fun one. Definitely something we had a lot of fun with or, Brooks had more fun with, I think, because his shot bet totals definitely went through the roof on the on the on the NBA bets. And uh, the NBA wins poll was kind to me too. So yeah, know, I picked Brooks both teams well, I'm that this. I had. Both my teams that I you know two of my teams I had in my pool made the finals. Uh, so you know can't complain. Three out of the four, <laughs> you know, three of my teams you made know. the. Just, conference finals just casual casual brag that was humble very not humble. not bad no, not bad. no just hum- humble brag my man. worst team was the Mavs. so we're not bad <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right um but that does wrap up our nba uh discussion for this season we'll obviously be popping in and out of it to talk to you guys about the nba 
throughout the year or throughout the off season, and uh, we'll bring you whatever latest news or big news or trades or whatever big talk is coming out. Similar to what we've done the last couple of months with the uh, N- uh, sorry NFL is what I meant to say. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and jump forward. Uh, this weekend is the start of the Olympics, big time. Uh, definitely, I think all three of us big time Olympics fans love watching it every time it comes around. Um, so. Uh, any any sort of big uh, events? Any sort of what, what's what's the main thing that you want to kind of keep your eye out, uh, Dustin? What what are you mostly looking forward to? What's your what's your let's say the top five events that you're looking at? Well, let's hope we get this Olympics off because there's still rumors out there that oh, yeah. they chance they cancel it last second, last minute, whatever. But. I think me and Brooks would have the same number one, and that's just the opening ceremonies yeah. are pretty glorious, you know? Hell yeah. So me and Brooks made a game out of calling out and trying to guess where the flag bearer, what sport they play. So that's just a game in itself within the Olympics. So that's kind of cool. Um, 6.30 on uh, Friday night. So go, go. <laughs> 6.30 on Friday night, we'll be there doing it. Uh, I, just, I think basketball is my favorite, obviously. Um, I'll probably watch a little bit of baseball since it's back. Um, maybe some of the new stuff like climbing looked pretty cool in some of the like trials that I saw. I know gymnastics is popular, but that's just so like, I don't even know what they're doing that I don't get it half the time. Don't <laughs> yeah. I like to watch the regular type sports like basketball and baseball and soccer and like track that I can actually follow and know what they're doing. They're not doing flips out of nowhere. They're like, Oh, that was amazing. And I'm like, what'd they even do? Yeah, <laughs> definitely big time. Um, Brooks, uh, any, any major sports you're looking forward to uh, outside of the opening ceremony uh, shenanigans? Man, I love all the random ones in this mm-hmm. thing. Uh, just <laughs> yeah. cause it's, you know, my one chance in a you know, four years to watch these random sports. I love the swimming events. I always get super amped up for the swimming. Like it'll be weird now that Michael Phelps isn't in our lives anymore. Cause he was always like the person to watch, but I still get down for those. Cause they're so freaking entertaining. They're fun. They're, you know, like usually the first week is the swimming events. So I always get up for those. I like the track and field. I like the beach volleyball. I love the sand volleyball. That's one of my favorite things to watch, men's or women's. Those are I, awesome. I, I do um, love that. Those, they're so cool. They hit the ball so hard, and they have to cover so much ground, just the two of them. Yeah. Um, I love the random stuff like that. So th- those are usually the main things that I, I like to tune in on, especially because usually swimming and track and fields at night. And so that's when I'm at home, and I just put the TV on, and I'm just glued to it for the rest of the night. You know, some of the day stuff, I'll just turn on during lunch and just kind of watch, oh, there's rowing going on. Uh, there's water rafting, there's, uh, you know, archery or some of these random things, fencing. Uh, but I like them all. I'll put it on if the U.S. I'll, is on. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch whatever it is. Yeah. If the U.S. is on playing, I'll watch it. Water polo is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that just something that you – all the things that you don't see on your TV usually, uh, I'll I'll – I'll put that I'll put that on and gladly yeah. watch it and spend my night doing that. So I'm just looking forward to all of it. Um, I'll of course put the basketball games on if they're they're on, but yeah, I like to I like to dive into the into the pool and all that stuff for these. Absolutely, and I definitely feel the same way. Dive into the pool, good little good little wordplay there. 
Or, uh, <laughs> uh, no. So first off for me, obviously, is the aquatics. I love all of it. Love diving. Yeah. Love swimming. Love the water polo. Diving, diving. I didn't yeah. miss the diving. Yes. Yeah. Lo- love all of it. It's a ton of fun to watch. You have, like, for the diving, I have no idea what the fuck they're doing. The the triple backflip, sow cow, something, something. I don't know any of it. What's up? Well, we've all so like, dove like- off of a diving board at least. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, I've done a flip before. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> so, this is so, insane. What, what, no, it is. Do you like the single diving or do you like the synchronized diving more? No, sing, single high dive. Whoa. That's my favorite. That's my single, top one. Single. The single high dive is my favorite one. They have like the 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 the, the three different tiers. So they have like a mid dive, yeah. a low dive, and a high oh, dive. Yeah, yeah. The single high dive is the is is the money because like it, it, as soon as they hit that water after like five or ten flips or whatever the hell they're doing, and then there's no splash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I lose it. I lose it. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. And it's just, it's, it's for feel, no reason. I don't know what I I'm feel, pulling for. I feel like that's yeah. the easiest sport to kind of become a semi expert in. Cause if you just see a big splash, you're like, oh, they fucked it's up. Like, it's gone. It's gone. So diving, diving is up there. Uh, swim team, big for me. I, I, was, I was in swimming all throughout high school and, and made it to a couple of state championships with that. Like, so, like, I, I, I do know a, a, quite a bit of that. And uh, yeah. even had a uh, anyways, um, so swimming is big time for me. Uh, and then uh, obviously uh, water polo as well. Love watching that. I do. I I, I, I am one of those people. Big time fanboy of the of the women's gymnastics. The all around yeah. team. Love every I like bit of it. Yeah. I, I'm oh, uh, yeah. Simone Biles is is a Houston uh, Houstonite, and she's she's dating one of the Texans. So like. Big time love for her, and definitely love love uh, love uh, love the girls gymnastics team, and definitely pulling for them hard on every single event that I can. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention that one. That that's always a fun night to watch oh, yeah. that one. There's so much stress on that one. You know, every girl goes, and you're just like, oh, like, and they oh. and they and they do that little pause, and, and then they're like they're, whatever they're doing, and they just stick them. <laughs> and same thing with the diving. It's the same thing with the diving. We're that's like. It. It's the same thing. It's like, yeah, I don't know what you just did, but you nailed that landing. You stuck the landing. You didn't fall or trip, and you landed one spot. And you, oh, like fucking. What's your favorite? Love what's y'all's favorite gymnastic event? What's y'all's favorite event? Mine is the the bar. Uh, the, My, the mine, bars that they mine do. Mine is is oddly enough the floor routine. Uh, if they can crush that, because like there was this little Asian girl from from Cal. I forget her name. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, Osaki yeah, uh, or uh, Ohio, oh, 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 something like that. I yeah, can't think of her name. She went viral. Right, right, right. Ago, and that was yeah. for her floor routine. So I'm like, I love watching the floor routine. Uh, that and then the vault. So like the I run and, awesome then, and then the, the hands off the full thing. speed and launching themselves <laughs> off a little trampoline into this hard object that yeah. could very well kill them. They hit it. And then doing flips and all kinds of stuff and then nail it. Like the high beams, I think it's what it's called. The high beams. Is, the, 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 is that the, the, the uneven the, bars. Uneven the bars. Uneven bars, uneven bars. Yeah. I think, so, I mean, honestly, they're all fun. Yeah. Women's gymnastics, hats off to them. The dudes, I don't really care too much, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. It's a bunch of like really short, swole ass dudes. And eh. we never good at it. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and so the women's U- U.S. gymnastics, women's soccer, definitely up there. Uh, I don't know if y'all have ever watched it. I don't know if they still have it. The power walking. One of the weirdest oh, no. sports ever. Look it up. I don't want to pull up a video. We don't have to, but it is the goofiest looking thing ever. And you're just like, oh, that guy skipped the jump. Like, it, I think, okay. All right. To summarize, I can go off on a tangent for this for hours. 
To summarize, I love watching random sports that I don't know anything about or how to play them or how to officiate them, but you know at least one or two rules, and so then you're sitting there like, yes, he missed that one, or yes, he stuck it, like, for no reason. Like, I I don't know jack shit about judging skateboarding, but I'm going to watch it because I want to see them try and land a a, a 900 on on the ramp or whatever. I don't know anything about it. Uh, Yo, and ping pong too. Oh. Ping pong during the day is awesome. Yeah, like, oh, you just put that on; those that, dudes go to. Badminton's pretty sick, also. Yeah, you're throw ping pong. Badminton. Uh, there's, yeah. uh, I love there's a lot. I'm so excited. There's Olympics so it's like oh. the best two weeks of sports. I, I uh, love it. And then, of course, obviously, track and field. You, you gotta love watching yeah. that. You gotta love watching uh, watching records being broken by one one thousandth of a second, and still to this day, somehow, after what. Uh, 400 years of Olympics being running like like yeah. uh, like there's still records being broken every single time the world record line one of my favorite things yes. for the Olympics is always watching the world record line go along with whatever race and you're like that, that's, oh. they have it in the swimming too they they have, they have the world yeah, record yeah, line for yeah. the swimming it's it's fun I, I i'm pumped for the olympics i love it and and like you said earlier it puts a spotlight on sports that we don't normally get to see televised Oh yeah, but we care about them so much for like a couple of nights. <laughs> like, uh, like in the in the Winter Olympics, the what what was the dude with the mustache or and and uh, with the curling, curling for U.S. Curling is my favorite Olympic sport of all time. Oh my god, I, I, I I've watched it for hours. Never been into I'm, curling, but as soon as that guy got into it with the mustache, I was like, I'm in USA. Let's go! Oh, dude, I love the Olympics. It, it is it is well, one yeah. of my favorite times. Oh. Uh, Please don't cancel them. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. No, no, for real. Please don't. I, I heard heard a lot about that. That there's already, I think, seventy cases of COVID already with the athletes alone. Yeah. I really hope that they don't cancel this. Um. All right. So I think. Uh. Anybody have any other random inputs towards the Olympics? I think we went off on like ten different tangents there. <laughs> just. We're pumped for it. Let's I think, go. I think we're all excited. USA. Let's go. USA. That's what we should have worn today is a U.S. flag somewhere. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Missed opportunity there. Anyways, um, so uh, let's go ahead and kind of start wrapping up the episode here. We're going to talk about our shot bets from last week. First shot bet that we had was the Bucks suns Game 5. The Bucks won Game 5, Arlie, and Dustin went with the Suns. Unfortunately, we lost that one. Brooks takes the W, picking his Bucks. On the second shot bet, we had a shot bet placed on Game 6. That was uh, the the final game there. Uh, Bucks win 105-98. to 98. And all of us end up picking the Bucks on this one. We all had lost faith and hope in the Phoenix Suns by this point. Me personally, I was kind of doing a a uh, my shot bets suck in the, the NBA. Curse. I was. I was trying to reverse curse that one, and and it went the other direction, and it didn't. And Giannis so, was like, "Fuck no, bro." <laughs> he, he he. Giannis watches the show, and he heard me put my shot bet on them, knowing that I was trying to reverse curse him, and he was like, "Fuck you." I'll go buy more chicken nuggets. Um. So, anyways. That was uh, the second shot bet. We all win. Uh, so make sure if you pick the Suns in either of those two games, you send us in videos of your shot bet or picture or anything. This is just for fun, just for just a little bit of fun amongst us and to play around with you guys. Obviously, we have a good time doing it. Uh, that puts us into the next thing that we're going to be talking about, which is going to be the Olympics. That is going to be our shot bets for this week. Keep an eye on social media. We'll be discussing that as to which events we want to be placing bets on. 
I think we'll talk about about that amongst ourselves. What's up, Brooks? Yeah, it's just it's tough to know. Oh yeah, what's going to be an important thing at this point? So we'll just kind of monitor it. It might be something random, like a volleyball match or a or, soccer match or something or like that maybe, or whatever. Maybe wait. Uh, when is the the? Because Usain Bolt's running in this one, isn't he? I think, I think he's so. retired, but track track doesn't start till the following week. So okay, okay. we got some time for yeah. the most part. We'll find something. Yeah, most 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 of the finals and stuff start at the end of the week, so it'll be kind of hard to figure out something for the start. But just yeah. keep your eye out. We'll we'll have it posted on social media for you guys. So make sure you keep an eye out again on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up Tailgate Talks. You should be able to find us that way. Um, so as far as the shot bet totals or shot bet. Uh, count. I am owed at three. Brooks is down to zero because he's been sweeping these damn NBA games. I'm sorry. I'm a little jealous. He did good with the, everything. Uh, and then Brooks or Dustin is at four shots owed. So again, anybody wanting to pay off the shot bets, go ahead and send us in those videos or pictures or whatever you want. You can even just tag us in a Twitter post saying taking my shot bet for blah, blah, blah game right now. Literally all you have to do. And again, this is just for fun with you guys. I'm pretty sure. I think the finals game had like 30-something votes in it. And it was like a 50-50. So there's about maybe 16 people there that can give us a shot bet post. So that wraps up the episode. Had a fun time today. Had a great time today, actually. We have, again, uh, the Club Red segment that is going to be posted separately. And then we have the Tailgate segment that is going to be where we talk about our general discussion posts. So let's go ahead and wrap up the episode here. Dustin, final shot for the week. What's your shout out? What's your final take? What do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going to keep it Olympics related. Okay. And give a shout out to Texas Tech has 11 athletes in the Olympics this year. Yeah. Um, I think seven of those were track athletes. And South Plains College right down the road also has 10 former athletes in the Olympics. I know two of those our Texas tech athletes um, that are in this. So shout out to us having like a lot of representation um, in these Olympics. Between yeah. two really good schools. Let's go divine. Adoru. 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 You Adoru. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brooks, final shot for the week. What do you got, man? Um, I'm just going to go just a little warning to people on the Ooh. Twitter because this last week was a very interesting week with tech fans. Uh, first off, we crowned Darvin Ham the head coach of the Wizards when that was not confirmed by any source that we trust, which is basically Woj or Shams. It was just some random dude, unverified dude who said it, and everybody was like, congratulations, Darvin Ham. Well, it turns out that he is not the head coach of the Washington Wizards. It's Wes Unsell Jr. Uh, and then the whole Kevin O'Banner thing got a little shaky there for a while. He wasn't. You know, people were reporting, various tech fans were going out there saying on Twitter, we got him. And then, you know, luckily we did get him, so that one doesn't look as bad. But come on, man, just trust your pump, sources, people. Pump it's the brakes. unverified. If it's not from the person himself or whatever, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. The Darvin Ham thing was a little disappointing. We had our group, our little tech group chat send it, and I was like, who's that guy? You're like, oh, we don't know. I was like, well, I only trust it if it's Woj or Shams. And of course, like, not true. Yeah. And then I'd already seen like podcasts and tech people like retweeting, congrats, well deserved. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Just not a really good look. I, 
I don't trust anything unless there's like a check mark by it. Yeah. And so I'm super skeptical on just about anything. So, you know, the Kevin O'Banner stuff, I didn't believe until I saw Kevin O'Banner himself tweeted out. Yeah. Uh, so no, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a good rule of thumb. It's a good rule of thumb. Chill out on the news people. I get it. We want to be excited for tech things and we want to trust just about everybody who's saying things. All sorts of people are trying to get credit for this or that. They want to be the person that broke this news or that news. But, hey, if it's not from the source, if it's not from somebody that's trusted, let's chill on it a little bit. Pump the brakes, guys. Pump the brakes. So that's just that's just what I had because I was kind of agitated by it last week, just what was going on. Felt a little odd. Yeah, no. Twitter is always very reasonable and rational rational place. I don't, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that even happened. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> if O'Banner went to Arkansas, I would be lighting people up. I would be calling them out by name on here. I would, <laughs> I would be pissed. That. But luckily, we got um, him, so I don't have to do that. <laughs> so, uh, for me, uh, final shot is going to be obviously since we're we're now a hockey podcast, uh, is is going to be a little bit of hockey news for you guys. Uh, there is a an expansion team, so the NHL is expanding oh, yeah. by one. We have the Seattle Kraken, is what they're called. But and I, I was kind of uh, so I was talking with uh, same buddy that got me into being a fan of Montreal. Uh, we were talking a little bit about it earlier in the week. And uh, apparently, whenever there is an expansion team added, so this hasn't happened for a very long time, um, the expansion uh, team. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas, you're right. But okay. So Vegas, Vegas played it a little bit nicer, and apparently, Seattle has no intent to. And here's what I mean there is a ruling in there where if you're an expansion team, you get to pick and choose players from other teams. So you're not screwed with some shitty team for the next 10 years while you build it up, right? So that's just kind of how the expansion draft works. And so what's happening is you have, like, I think, like, like five, no, seven or eight slots that you get to reserve on your team that are untouchable, right? And mm-hmm. then And then the team will go through and pick out of the people that you didn't claim, you know, undraftable, and we'll say, hey, we want this guy from your team, this guy from your team, this guy from your team. And again, like you, like I mentioned, the Vegas Vegas Knights did that, uh, and but they were nice about it. But the, apparently, the breaking news with this is Seattle plans to be a little bit of a dick about it. And uh, and and uh, the reason why I say this is like they plan on taking top prospects that are still left, and then counter offering, saying, hey, we won't pick this if you trade us your young talent. And a couple of draft picks as well, and so they're 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 kind of pulling those cards already. Uh, I, I know that they're doing it with Montreal. They're taking their number one goalie. They're planning on taking their number one goalie, and uh, and then they're going to counter offer and try and take Caulfield and somebody else in like a draft pick or something like that. Sorry, go the ahead. Draft literally happened during the episode. So, oh shit! So they didn't do it. Okay, yeah. what what's up? So Hayden Flurry was number one pick. Tyler Piltrick and. Jeremy Lazon with their top three picks. They did not take Carey Price from. The they Canadian. didn't. I'm really surprised by that. That was one of their biggest. Okay. So. Well, cool. Good news there, I guess. Uh, as we're talking, uh, I, I talked about this I think two days ago with my buddy. Um, so, anyways, uh, so new expansion team, fun to watch. Uh, I, I, it's always uh, always exciting to see these little draft things happen. There, maybe they'll be good, maybe they won't. Who knows? But. Uh, Definitely looking forward to the next season. But that was my final shot, was just the Seattle Kraken and their expansion draft happening. Um, so, 
I guess that does kind of wrap up the episode for us on the tailgate portion of the podcast. Again, for the next couple weeks, we got some good interviews coming your way. Definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, once we have the guests confirmed and in the in the call, we will tweet that out to you guys. So be on the lookout next Wednesday for our first guest. I don't want to announce it too early because uh, just in case there's some sort of scheduling complication or something like that and they can't make it, we don't want to put that on them either. So yeah. uh, be on the lookout for that, though. We will be posting it with the live feed tweet out next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Be on the lookout for it. Uh, so make sure, if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes and Spotify, if it is on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. Five stars, drop the review down below. Uh, it, and then, <laughs> sorry, just see the hand go up. Uh, and make sure you're following us on social medias if you want to keep up to date with what our thoughts are, what we're doing, what the podcast is up to. It, Twitter, it's at tailgate underscore talks. That's one of the more active ones, but we have been posting more on Instagram lately. Um, and Facebook, make sure you keep those up to date. YouTube, you can find us. Just look up tailgate talks. And if it is on YouTube, subscribe and hit that bell to be notified. We post videos again two to three times a week. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, suggestions, or if you need to reach out to us for any reason, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's going to wrap up the episode for us, guys. Uh, obviously, another good one. Um, and just uh, for everybody listening at home, just be prepared for the, for the two-part episodes. Again, both of those are going to be released. Friday morning, 5 a.m. That way you can listen to that on your way to work. And again, if you're more into Texas Tech sports, then we'll have our club read for you. And if you're more into just general sports and our thoughts and questions and opinions on that, then we will have the tailgate for you guys weekly for the next about, I think this will be a total of about a six-week trial period where we're going to try this out and see if this works out a little bit better for the audience listening at home. So I think that's going to wrap up the episode for us. Catch you guys soon. And uh, we'll be here next week. Yep. It's y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.